Welcome to the Tej Talks podcast. Forget the property celebrities. We speak to relatable people with fascinating journeys, just like you. Hosted by Tej Singh, we bring you new stories, life-changing deals, and expert advice every week. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to another uh, non-Wednesday episode. Let's call it that. It's going to be me in your eardrums talking about property. Right, so this podcast is an update. I, I keep forgetting to do these. I think I update people by my Instagram story my Facebook posts, my comments, my posting groups, that I kind of forget, oh, hold on a minute, there's people who may not be following me on Instagram and Facebook, and you should if you're not, please. Uh, so it's it's great for me to update you here and also show you how my journey's progressing because, well, hopefully it inspires you, it teaches you something, it adds some sort of value, uh, is what I really hope from these podcasts. So I've been really busy lately. Um, I think for a while before I was still putting out offers, I was still doing stuff, but because they didn't, there weren't that many properties on the go, let's say, I don't know, two months ago, I definitely found sometimes I was just twiddling my thumbs, going on Canva and just creating stuff for Instagram, which is fine because that's part of my brand. That's part of, um, you know, a way that I, that I have learned I attract investors, but <laughs> It didn't really feel like I was as sort of hands-on or active as I am now. Like now I've been so busy, like I've been so exhausted as well. And my sinuses still playing up. Thank you to the people who gave me um, advice on sinuses, by the way. The, the couple of people I've ordered the stuff. Um, but in the meantime, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been busy. I've been up, up and down to Wales Quite a few times, actually, a bit more than usual. Ah, went to another auction, didn't get anything. So I'm going to give you an update of where I am. And I, I've got my whiteboard in front of me and I've got my spreadsheet. So I'm going to try and run through everything and be as clear as I can. Yeah, it's not always easy when there's no visual aspect, but here goes. So if you don't know, um, I have purchased or am purchasing nine properties. I've got nine properties that are in some stage with me so I've got two that are fully refurbished fully let out and they're doing really well you've probably seen the pictures of my second one on Facebook and Instagram with the cool vinyl floor in the bathroom and the grey stairs and the grey radiators now that was let out as a third person who well no second person sorry who viewed it and it's been great ever since um touch with no problems um because the refurb was done well there haven't been any maintenance issues that have come up so far. So all is progressing on that. And with the first one, let's let's talk about my first buy to let. So the original saucer doesn't look at gutters um, or the roof. So a <laughs> bit strange. Um, I did read this at the time in the terms and conditions, don't get me wrong. Um, but I didn't know any better. And now I'm like, the frick? If any saucer says to you, oh, we don't look at this part of the house, tell them to off right because that's ridiculous um and the guttering here was actually quite bad because if you look up at the guttering and here's a tip for you from the ground there was a gap between the roof and the guttering so all the heavy rains that we've been having in wales literally went on the roof and just went down the front of the house um and then leaked in through the bay window which was the fault of the saucer who did a shit job of it um 
which he admits now, and he's paying for it to be fixed, but it's a bit late now. The water went in and basically damaged like the bay window plastering, which we fixed as part of the original refurb. But the reality is, it took one, two, three, it took four different roofers, right, to actually, and, and one bricky, so I don't know what the technical bricklayer, to identify what the actual issue was. First, it was, oh, the bay window's okay. Then it was like, oh, the bay window's disgusting. Whole thing needs to be done, 400 quid. Then it's, oh, it's the bricks, mate. And these were all people who were recommended to me. Um, yeah, the whole front house needs repointing. That's, I don't know, 900 quid or whatever. Mad. Okay. Finally got someone in from my current team who I use. I said, hey, you got a roof person. Boom. Went there and he was like, yeah, mate. It needs, okay, I'm going to mess this up now. It needs eaves or it needs something to make the rain go from the roof into the guttering, not to the the wall and to leak in. And the bay window needs a 50 quid fix because it was done like absolute cowboy job. But it took me like three weeks, right, to get three, four different tradesmen over to then understand what the hell was going on. And thank you to my project manager, Craig, who drew me pictures of what a gutter should look like and what this looks like, which means any viewing I go on now, I look up and I know what I'm talking about and I know the potential costs. Now, I thought... Oh, go on, geese, get on the ladder. You can, you know, fix it. Nope. Had to be scaffolding, which costs so much. So the total cost, oh, this is painful, this is painful, was 750 quid to fix some bloody guttering. And, like, you'd think a couple hundred quid, right? But no, because of the scaffolding, which costed more than the labour and the parts, etc., um yeah had to be done and that cost 750 quid this place rents out of 525 a month there's not a mortgage on it yet but there, which is about to be but there's a bridge on it which i think is about 300 a month or something maybe a bit more so there's profit still but it's two or three months rent of well, it's more than well, it's three three-ish months rent of profit Going on fixing one bleeding guttering uh, and then the inside when it dries will assess the situation there this is i also had a survey done on the property which i need to read again to be like did they not spot this because if they haven't they're about to get a very stern email asking for some money back that's how i roll you do a bad service you give me the money back um so they yeah i don't know why i wasn't spotted the the saucer should have to be honest spotted it um if the bay window wasn't crap then the water wouldn't have leaked in so yeah um check these things and, and of course look i didn't know it at the time right and how how are you supposed to know it? Well, hopefully now I've shown you a way of looking at gutterings. Look up at them. There should be no gap from the house. There should be no daylight visible from the gap to the guttering. Um, so that's cool. Well, it's not, is it? But it's cool. That's that's sorted. Got the job done. It's been raining like crazy over there, so they couldn't get it done for a while. The tenant's been really cool about it. Just been managing and you know letting her know we're getting it done as soon as we can, which we can. And then the kitchen on my second house, the original supplier... CPM in Rotherham, absolute knob. Um, messed the kitchen up, gave me a grey one instead of a white one. Then didn't give me like four different parts for it. Then we ordered them. He sent them in. He wrapped them in paper and mailed them. So he mailed kitchen doors in, in basically paper. And when they arrived damaged, he was surprised. Okay, moron. Um, in addition, there's some other parts he sent that were just never arrived. <clears throat> Suspect. And we've been waiting for the backs on the drawers for the past, like, eight weeks. The tenants only reminded me they're not here. Asked him again, took three weeks, couldn't send them. 
useless. Um, so I ended it unamicably with him. I told the truth. So, yeah, you get lots of, you know, suppliers like this when you go to these backdoor guys with, like, you know, their, their, them and their uncle working in the back of a factory, you know. I saved a bit of money in the kitchen, but pff, you know what? I don't even know if I did save that much. Now I look at the prices I'm getting from, say, Howden's and Magnet. Um, so, yeah, going cheap can be a problem. It's not to say that, you know, the big companies are necessarily going to have even better service or anything like that. But I think, you know, when you work with idiots, you get, yeah, you get problems, basically. He came recommended to me, actually, from someone of the podcast. So, um, yeah, that's me ranting, but also sharing the realities of property investment. You know, not everyone's going to be incredible. Not everyone is going to have the best deals, even when they come recommended. Uh, some people just, yeah thick so that's the two issues i've had with the buy to let so far that are rented out otherwise um the second tenant for the second house asked if they could have a caged rat as a pet cool i mean i guess they're not like london vermin rats pests but i assume they're a bit cuter like ha- like mouse mices or hamsters i don't know but i said yes i said look i take a small extra deposit and I said to the estate, the letting agent, look, just let them know, please, I don't want little rat crap everywhere and stuff. Just remind them that, you know, still take extra care with the, the pet and stuff. And obviously when they, if they leave, we don't want any smells or any, um, yeah, cat shaped imprints, cat, uh, rat shaped imprints in the ground. And obviously to consult public health England if they're spreading diseases, which I'm sure they're not. So that's cool. Uh, all good on that. And the next project, let me go through them one by one. So the third one was 22 Vic, which is on my Instagram and my Facebook uh, as a video tour of the properties. And they are, that one was completed in two weeks on an auction purchase. So big up together finance. Yes, we are friends now. We're besties actually, uh, after they messed around first time. And that was actually funded in like seven working days. Um, an insight law solicitors got it done in yeah 14 we don't need to do it any earlier that one i've bought for forty five thousand pounds the refurb is 16 the end value is 85 to 90 a few months ago uh i actually think it was one of the houses very close to this one so almost identical but it's a three bed mine's a four bed sold for eighty five thousand pounds in what i call magnolia condition so it's not sexy like mine. <laughs> I've got a grey kitchen, right, with a concrete effect worked up in brass gold handles and a black sink and black appliances. Yo, it's gonna look nice. Industrial vibes. The gold handles are so nice. I think I might just put some on my desk here, on my filing cabinet. So yeah, sold for eighty five thousand. So I'm pretty confident that, you know, on on a flip anyway, which it's not, it would sell for a bit more than that. Uh, but also I'm confident in the comparables that it would sell, that it would revalue at 85, given what agents and all the data suggests. Uh, I usually have about five points of data. I try and get as many as I can on the same street, but if not on wider streets, another thing you can do is go on the EPC register, download EPCs for all the comparables you have on Rightmove or Zoopla and compare the square footage of each. And you could even do a comparable square footage value. Or just say, okay, that one's 90, this one's 85, they're valued about the same price, cool. Or, you know, use it to help you if you need it. 
I've also had some VAs build me a comparable map of my areas, so I don't have to go on um, right move or zoop or anything like that. So that one is underway. It's taken a bit longer than expected due to the demands I've put on the build team. They're very busy. Uh, we've also seen a lot of black mortar and lath plaster. Oh, you're having a lath, mate, which is a bit messy and has to be removed and lots of bits need replastering the ceilings or like patches need plastering which we didn't i mean actually you know we the builder anticipated uh, i didn't you know he just gave me a spec and i was like cool because we work together it's fine um i don't recommend that for new relationships but i, I did see the black mortar and there's a technique of finding out what it is um but I didn't know how bad it would be. And I think they didn't either until I took it off. But he put in enough in the budget to do this. Because he knows that we're trying to do it money efficiently here. So uh, that one is underway. I've got a video of that that I'll release shortly. So you can have more insight into the property. That one is funded by... Actually, it's like a 100% purchase. Well, I put 10% down at auction. The 75% is by a bridge. And the other percentage is, is left over from a previous bridge further advance. So another free house, which I had to spend, yeah, four and a half grand on at auction. A little bit more, actually, for the auction fees. And it's a huge house. A huge house. Uh, the thing is, it's in an area which has a bad reputation, but that street is really nice. And there's a few other streets nearby that are nice when you look at the cars, the kind of people, etc. So I'm quite fortunate it's on this street. Any other street in this, in these few streets, I probably wouldn't. Um, mess with i met some of the neighbors interesting one man touched my face i don't know why he touched my face but he did um so you got some funny people but and actually the accent they had a really strong welsh accent i i can understand a lot of accents but i was actually struggling um so i think it's quite deep in the valleys you could say but oh the views are beautiful uh, you know stunning i love where i invest it's just so beautiful you don't get that everywhere um so yeah that is the purchase is funded sort of through a bridge and the refurbishment is funded by an investor who loaned me £20,000 and 16 of that is on this project and four is on another project I'll talk about. Uh, he joined me on an earn and learn. Just quickly, earn and learn program that I run at the moment is people invest in my deals, in me, they earn a certain percentage interest a year depending on how much they uh, invest, anywhere from 2 to 10%. But the main purpose of this, and what everyone actually says, is that it's not about the the interest rate. It's about the learning. You come on site with me. You get to you get a whole beginners pack with me. Lots of books, lots of eBooks, um, spreadsheets, contracts. Basically, I don't even know what's in this pack. Like it's so big. I have to send it via like Google Drive. It's so big. You get access to me in terms of questions, in terms of my network, my team. Um, you have access to the knowledge that I've built up over a year with all these people on the podcast, with buying nine properties in the past five months, which have all come in like the past two months, you essentially have access to me uh, to push you, to hold you accountable, but just to be there to answer those questions. So if you've got zero properties or one or two, or you're doing rent to rent or SA and you, you want to get into buying properties, it's a fantastic way to do it and make money. So one of the guys is on my earn and learn and he invested 20k with me. So that is totally funded. Um, actually, two of the guys who loaned me money to buy the next project, which I'll talk about, um, they came on site with me because they invested a certain amount. We had dinner and I said, I said to them, yeah, we'll bring some questions to dinner. You know, let, let me try and drop more knowledge on you whilst we're physically together. 
My guy came with two A4 pages. There were no spaces anywhere. I was trying to eat my lamb kebab, but I was delivering value, I hope. And actually a week later, they messaged me and said, Ted, we um, offer accepted on our first property. I was like, what? Because I think for, you know, a year or two before that, they were trying to get into property, but they just couldn't sort of manage it or they didn't have the time or the experience or the network or the money or, or something really. And because of that, they, they didn't sort of take that action. And then once we spent that day together and I showed them what's possible by anyone, a week later they went out, view, 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 chucked loads of offers and actually got quite a cracking deal. Similar numbers to the ones I'm sort of seeing where I invest and they invest um, in the north, northeast somewhere, which was quite awesome. So it's it's nice to know that the earn and learn actually works. So anyways, the deal they funded, uh, the next one, oh, this has been in conveyancing for two months. So yeah, two months is normal, right? It annoyed me because the vendor didn't have this, didn't have that, was out of the country, couldn't sign this. Their solicitors are based in the 1990s. Oh, it was it was just a bit of a, it was annoying because they wanted a quick sale, but they didn't create the environment to do a quick sale. Um, and this one's quite nice, actually. We bought it for 55, no, £54,000. Agent thinks it's worth £85,000. My comparables say £70,000. Five to eighty. However, I know the area, so I kind of agree with the agent now. When I was buying it, I didn't, because of course you're looking at it critically. But now I know the area, and it's got a double garage, a single garage at the back, which can be let out, and it's quite you know nice, it's nice condition. I think we're looking at eighty to eighty-five, um, at least on a revaluation. On a sale, I think we could probably get eighty-five for it. Now it's in great condition. Um, the only problem is the guttering is broken again at the front and the inside has kind of come through and it's damp and needs a little bit of replastering and fixing the guttering. This stuff, like I said before, doesn't cost us that much in the grand scheme of things. But the landlord didn't want to pay for it. The agent said, okay, but, you know, because they had a tenant in that they were looking after. Okay, we'll take it out of your monthly rent, 30 quid at a time, and we'll front the upfront cost just to help you out. And she goes, no, I can't afford it. It sounds silly, right? Like, because I know she has a portfolio as well. But I don't know her situation. I don't know anything about her. So therefore, it might seem silly to us as a business. But, you know, I have to be understanding because I'm not in her shoes, right? And it's easy to get frustrated at that. But we can't we have to be stoic. So um, I got it for that small amount. Um, in addition, yeah, it was literally rented out that, you know, the month, week before, oh no, a few weeks before offer was accepted. The damp isn't that bad, to be honest. So probably about the same as the other one, probably about a grand to fix, including the internal replastering. Kitchen is it's average, but no, actually it's new. It's white. It's got silver handles. Um, bathroom, we're replacing the bathroom suite and I think we're putting some new vinyl in. Uh, upstairs, we're swagging out the uh, the bathroom. Small little splashback, new corner sink, new tap, um, new toilet, because it's got like an old school one. Putting grey carpet in instead of dog shit brown carpet. And we are potentially going to repaint some parts that are magnolia. The budget for this is four grand. That was That is funded by the same person who funded 22 Vic um, from the 20 grand they gave me. And this completed last Monday and is currently going through refurbishment again it's been slightly slower because lads are really busy 
and the weather's been terrible so the roofer just couldn't really do much to be honest so next week is when it will really all kind of start um these these you know these delays are annoying but at the end of the day i have a great team and you know there's been many delays from conveyancing that would have put their calendars out of kilter so you have to take the good and the bad and not sort of be annoyed at it because you know yeah it's a week of rent i've got lots of outgoings lots of interest being paid to investors but you know still waiting for the incoming to come in so to come in more obviously there's some from the two properties so yeah it, it can be very annoying but yeah I, I always thought hold on let me hold off on completion until the team can go straight in but actually i just complete asap now because what it means is the if i'm going to wait six months to refinance the timeline starts um earlier for, for, for six months refinance and trust me when it comes to the end of that and you have to wait an extra week <laughs> you're gonna wish you completed earlier trust me i'm not just counting it down to my first purchase has been six months uh, so that one is underway a small electrical upgrade as well just a hardwire the smoke alarm safety i don't i don't um you know i don't have a i don't skimp on when it comes to safety gas electric etc i'm just like look what's the cost is this the best price get it done um or do we need hardwired alarms yes just just get it done um and those are things that you shouldn't like skimp on like be, because at the end of the day there's humans living in there right so you want them to be safe and you want you to be safe as well so that is that one it's almost a no money left in deal investors getting paid back end of the year and they're on the earn and learn and the next one is that completed two weeks after 22 vic and this one oh the view from this house beautiful like you walk out and it's like whoa especially when it rains and you can see the wind move in the rain like when i go to this house i just like i just stand in the front door just looking out it's gorgeous um next door neighbor's front garden which is across the road it's kind of a weird thing has lots of knotweed but they've built a nice fence around it so that's cool right as long as you've as long as you cover it with a fence because it doesn't break through that does it um but the neighbors are lovely top tip go speak to the neighbors either side and along the road she told me that this is the better half of the road and everyone along here works and gets along fine gave her my card and said look got any mates who want to rent it you know drop me an email give me a call I'm more than happy to speak i don't want to ruin the you know the neighborly thing you have here by putting in you know someone that isn't going to sort of work and look, I'm not going to sit there and consult all the neighbours, am I? But I'm not going to choose someone who's, you know, perhaps not going to fit in with the rest of the street scene. If that's the way to put it. Funny though, because this part of the road, Range Rover, new Vauxhall, new BMW, bottom half of the road, totally different story. Um, it's crazy. Uh, this also has off-street parking, which is not really a, a major thing. It's such a quiet road. Uh, this one has a tiny rear garden. It literally come out and then like two meters and then boom, rock. Which is quite, you know, like if, if this was say in a different area, I would decorate the rock and have hanging baskets off it and spider plants and aces and all sorts of stuff. But because of the area, I'm not going to do anything with that. I might, I might repaint the little corner thing there, put in two fence panels either side, just to get nice little privacy. Um, but it's not the biggest of gardens, which means of course, low maintenance and, you know, I guess it's nice to have a big rock there as well. Um, God, the kitchen is new. The bathroom is new. It needs rewiring, which we did. It needs plaster boarding and plastering in certain areas. It's sort of like a half done refurb. Came with the doors, came with the boiler. It, it just needs finishing off. So the budget for that is £8,000. And that has been funded by an investor 
on an earn and learn again, who's taken lots of value from it, I hope, and is making progress in her property journey. She found me via Instagram, put a post up, two weeks later, boom, we do, but you know, the money's there. Um, and we haven't met. And actually, f- quite a few of my investors, we have not met. We've had a phone call, spoken on WhatsApp, and that's it. So the power of a brand is it can cut out, you know, the seven step touch points to making a sale. Having a strong brand can do five of them. So hopefully that inspires you to build your brand um, or pay me 1997 and I'll teach you how to do it on a course. Um, so that house is making, you know, making its way downtown and it is, it's going to be done in two weeks. So that's good. Uh, we've had the um, builder text me and said we've had a few people as they're walking past just asking if it's for rent. That's cool. Um, so I've told them to give them my email address should they come back or anyone else ask. So, which is a good sign, right? And it's going to be quite nicely decorated inside, all white, usual stuff. But instead of grey, the stairs, which are wood at the moment, I'm going to paint them this blue colour. It's not the most neutral blue, but it is a gorgeous colour. I'm not telling you what colour it is. I'm going to wait until it's done and I'm going to show you. And let's see what we think. Because it is meant to be a buy-to-let, but you know me. I want a bit of character in it. Kitchen's mad ugly in this house, but yeah, whatever. Uh, It's tiled. It's new. Just the cheapest and ugliest one. Um, in my opinion, it's ugly, sorry. But actually, a lot of people probably won't care. I just have very specific taste. Uh, the ki- bathroom is, yeah, like, you know, beige tile. So it's quite modern. Um, they put some bath panels on, which need to be doing, but that's that. So this one bought for £40,000. How annoying. One pound less would have saved me a grand. But anyway, alas, at auction... That is 100% funded by an investor. So the investor gave me £40,000. I exchanged with four and a half, um, or, sorry, 4,000 plus auction fees on the day. So they gave me more than 100% technically. And like I said, the refurb is funded. The end value, we're probably looking at 70 to 80. I think it'll be 75 to 80. Looking at the finish that we're going to do with it. The ones that go for 70-ish are like Magnolia or yeah, just not, in that nicer condition and on the different part of the road this is a nicer part of the road so and it has the off-street parking which is a small benefit if you know someone had a van or something like that they want to put off the road which is concreted so very nice i wonder how long it'll take for the knotweed to break under that anywho that's that property that again actually is not leaving in much money at all don't remember the top of my head but i think it's like a couple of grand Uh, and of course my own money in uh, was just the 10 percent on auction day which basically got paid back the next one after that is where are we at is a flip so everything everything so far has been holding the next one coming along i've exchanged on pre-auction it's pre-auction direct to vendor long story short it was in the auction it was through someone in my network but we bought it through the auction because they'd put it in and it's only fair and we both really like this auction house and you know we, we all chat and we're all good contacts so it just works out uh, that is completing on the 8th of november or just slightly before that. That is purchase price of £82,000. End value of one twenty one two five. It's got a double garage. If you've got a Fiat 500, it's got a quadruple garage. Lovely house, lovely garden. I could probably flip it on the market for 100 Like, as soon as I've exchanged, which I may do. Because that's 17 well, yeah, after tax, blah, blah, it's like, I don't know, 15 grand profit. Which is the minimum I do on flips. But I love refurbs and I want to build my portfolio of things that I've done and I want to show the world my designs. So, you know, I may 
spend money on the, the refurb at the moment is looking about eight grand um because the kitchen's new ish it's just new bathroom is going to be gorgeous and the kitchen will probably paint the units we might not it, it depends i'm going to speak to my my uh my lovely people at maygreen investments rob hodge who's my interior designer master and ask him for his advice uh but we're going to retile that kitchen because it looks old school um and then potentially once it's done the profit then looks at 20 to 25 grand so you can see why I'd rather keep it as well. So it's a really nice deal. I really like the house. Nice area. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. Like I just, it's an area I don't normally invest in, but it's really nice. Uh, and then I've got another flip coming through, very close to my second buy to let. I'm aiming for this to be the highest sold buy to let in this area of you know mid terrace three bed. My my rental I believe at 650 a month is the highest in the area for a three bed mid terrace. So, and this house is even bigger. So I think we're going to we're going to flip it nice. I've got a nice matte navy kitchen in it. Um this one, here's a top tip for you. If a house has wallpaper, factor in a bit more cost than just if it was just paint because once you strip it, you don't know what the hell you're going to find behind it. Secondly, you have to blue grit it and then basically prepare it to paint, which you know, if it's not smooth or if it's not, you know, flat, whatever, it, it can cost, you know, it can be actually a significant bit more depending on where you're investing in the country. So just be careful if you see wall, if I see wallpaper now, I'm like, oh, okay, a little bit more expensive. And polystyrene tiles on the ceiling, yeah, they're not expensive to remove, but you're gonna have to remove them, board it, and reskin potentially. So there is a bit of extra work to do. But this is a nice big house. It was unregistered at Land Registry, so it wasn't digitalized. Digitized. They just had old title deeds from eighteen, you know, hundred, however. So that took a little bit longer, but I believe that's been in conveyancing for five weeks, and we are going to complete this week. And build team are going to go in next week and tear it apart. It had a bit of damp, but the vendor has fixed the external issues, but not the inside in terms of the um, bit of replastering. The bathroom on this, ha, listen, I'm not even boasting, but the bathroom is going to be gorgeous. It's going to be marble effect all the way around, black taps, black taps in the bath, um, black shower glass screen if I can get it, fitting the right way, and a black shower. Mm-mm-mm, yes. And the floor is either going to be like a dark stone tile or like a dark stone vinyl tile. See what happens. Um... And that one buying at 74 and a half, the resale value minimum is 110. I think we can, looking at what one of my friends has sold in the area, which is in not as good condition, I think we're looking at 120. And the agent sort of thinks that, but is being conservative. So that's cool. That one is funded 97% LTV, I think, by an investor. I've got to put in four grand or someone wants to invest in me, give me a shout got four grand for you to put in um and then what else have we got we've got another one which is a two bed which we're going to move the toilet from upstairs to downstairs which are factored in about two and a half grand all in the new wall the new window change upstairs downstairs the plumbing everything about two two and a half grand the budget for this we're still working on it but it's going to be between eight to ten k the house was rented out before. It just needs a bit of sauce, a bit of swag. So grey carpets, uh, white paint, maybe some funky wallpaper, new kitchen, and then the bathroom. Some bits are reusable, some are not. So we're looking, yeah, between eight to ten. 
most of the decorating on the walls is kind of done. I think it'll be 10 and that's what I've put in the spreadsheet. That is purchase price 55 grand. That will revalue at 90 plus. It's in a good area of a decentish area and it's off the sort of a suburb and on a good street as well. So very similar to my other deal. This one is, I'm bridging this one. So I'm looking for 25% of 55K. If anyone wants to, uh, you know, invest or know someone who wants to invest, I do pay introduction fees. Give me a shout. Uh, so I'm looking for funding for that one. Um, that is going to be a keeper. And I think there's a couple of grand left in that one. And then, oh, deep breath. Lastly, I have another one, the third one in an area I invest. And this is going to be probably used as a service accommodation. I've spoken to someone doing it locally. I'm going to speak to a few more people, basically give it to someone to manage at whatever percent a month. I will swag it up. I will decorate it. But it's got a beautiful sea view, very close to the sea um, and also very close to the town centre. So potential for contractors as there's a lot going on there. And it's a two bed, a fairly small two bed, but actually, the, yeah, it's good size, nice garden you know, up sort of some stairs off a main road, really nice property. And this is secured at £58,000 post-auction. We could have bought this four weeks ago, but the vendor was dragging their feet and we're going back and forward negotiating. So I secured it at 58000 The exact same house, because it's kind of like an end terrace of four houses. The other side actually went up for sale like a few days after I got this one for eighty-five grand, And it's not in as nice condition as I'm going to do this one in. So the end value I've put on this is 85, um, but I potentially think we could push more. Let's see. But either way, actually, I think I've put 80 in my spreadsheet just to be really conservative. It works really well. My friend has one down the road. He got for 65, spent 25 on, should be value at 120. I think I've got a pretty decent deal here. Uh, so I'm going to run it as an essay for six months at least while it's on the bridge and then see how it goes and then I'll revalue it on an SA mortgage or on a normal mortgage, depending if I go back to buy to let. But I'm really excited to interior design it. Like, y'all know that I love that stuff, but to actually put furniture in it as well, I'm actually going to be stressing out and be so, like, agonising over every little detail. But, yeah, it's going to look amazing. I know it will. I've got so many people in my network on the podcast who are so good at interior design that, like, I will call on them to help me. Oh, that was, that was a bit of work, wasn't it? So yeah, there's a lot going on right now. Um, a lot of them are just sort of in refurbs uh, or in legals, a couple of them. And within two weeks from now, two of them should be sort of ready for market, ready to let and be generating income, which is, which is good, which is what we need. Uh, and it will kind of put the cash flow of the portfolio back into a nice level. Because right now, obviously take an investment you know, the, the portfolio or me personally, I'm not taking money from it. I'm not making money from it because I'm going for that hockey stick growth, which obviously brings its own challenges and its own successes. But you know what? A lot of this has happened in the past few weeks and it's come from relationships. It's come from persistence. It's come from people. It's come from turning up when you don't want to turn up, from having wet socks all day on viewings, um, from like r- jumping through wet bushes to view a property, from opening the door to viewings when the the viewer can't open it themselves because it's stuck or whatever just to get in it comes from not peeing for like a whole freaking day because you're going back to back from viewings not having lunch i've lost so much weight because of property which i am so grateful for but i haven't lost it in the most um efficient way right but hey 
looking a bit slim fit, you know. Uh, but that's not a good thing, right? Like, you know, but these kind of mini sacrifices and losing my voice every other bleeding week, it comes from, like, it comes from the why and the desire to succeed. And actually, I learned this the other day from someone called Mo, who's going to be on the podcast very soon. We were talking about Grant Cardone and the whole 10x thing. And I was like, yeah, it's very American. I don't, I don't get the 10x thing. And he said, so how Grant explained it, because he went on their podcast, was that it's, it's not about, it's about 10xing it so that you have a goal big enough and strong enough and exciting enough that when shit gets tough and rough, you have something to pull you through. And I was like, oh damn so that's what i mean and that makes a lot more sense because if you're thinking oh yeah and again this is not judgment this is something from my own mindset if i'm thinking oh you know what i want a mercedes a-class when it gets tough that is not going to sustain me like at all because that's that's one flip that's two flips two flips if i want an a45 amg but when i say to myself mm, yeah on the bentley Want a Porsche? Koenigsegg, maybe. That's just ridiculously priced. Mm, that Merc, that Merc, that Merc, that BMW, that. And look, I'm not driven by materialistic things, but it's nice sometimes to be like, ooh. You know, because they're shiny. They they do push you sometimes, right? And when you're working out cash flow and stuff, it's nice to kind of think of these things. And I, I, I'm giving you an example that's materialistic, just so we understand it a lot easier, because it's easier than talking about some emotional stuff. So... Because you have the example of those 10 cars and the, you know, the marble worktops and the marble everything in the future, uh, I love marble, then when stuff gets rough, I'm like, yo, I'm working my ass off for something that's going to be amazing. Not, you know, I'll get a, um, a marble effect worktop. Hell no. I want, I want a slab of marble that's been like double veined, cut in half, and dropped on my kitchen like actual marble i want to i want to hurt myself when i knock on the marble because it's so freaking hard and natural and that as funny as it might sound that's the kind of level of 10xing i think you need to push yourself forward and that's my key tip uh, is make goals big enough that they push you through the tough and rough times which has really changed my perspective today so shout out mo for translating Grant Cardone, Uncle Cardone for me. I actually prefer Eleanor, his wife. I just find her a lot more, like, palpable and just, I just relate more to her and how she communicates than him. Like, it's just her style. But that's just me. Um, so look, I hope this podcast has been useful. I hope it provides an update as to where I am and inspires you to show you that you can do this. Um, I've raised, ooh, what's the maths here? I've raised just under 300 grand to pay for these deals and refurbs in the space of uh, probably about two months, just under two months. But it's taken me 12 months of building a brand and a podcast to be able to raise money like this. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh, people just come up to me and fall over themselves and a briefcase of a million pounds opens up on the desk and then the deal is done. No, like it's still work. Um, and you still think sometimes, what am I doing? You know, all this value, all this stuff given away and you don't necessarily get it back. But, you know, the, the the pot of gold is around that corner, but you don't know how far that corner is from you. My corner could be a mile away. Yours could be 100 miles. Mine could be 100 meters away. Yours could be a meter away. So keep going. And if you have a strong enough why, strong enough goals, 
you will turn that corner and you will find a pot of gold. If you like this podcast, connect with Tej on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube for more great content.